0: Right now, you can get 10% off your first purchase by going to arenaclub.com slash badmoney. Wow, that's a crazy offer. 10% off a $400 slab pack. That's $40 right there. Anyways, that's arenaclub.com slash badmoney for 10% off your first purchase.
3: that they to keep it you're a freak with a dark shame secret but you're not the only one keep your in financial fears with a blast of sun now your healing has begun it's bad with money with Gabby Dunn hello and welcome to this week's bad with money mailbag episode i'm Gabby Dunn this week i am joined by our new semi co-host Mal Blum to react and respond to your messages and emails let's get into it hi Mal bonjour Bonjour! On today's show, I'm going to read many emails about landlords, one about gay marriage, one about budgeting, a follow-up to the person whose boss's credit card was on their credit statement. Um, That one got you guys real riled, and the person wrote back, finally, with uh, the conclusion to that compelling story. And then also, uh, we're going to be talking about selling plasma, and then a voicemail from Colleen about, you guessed it, pet insurance. On the second half of the show, I'm going to read your emails about selling plasma and landlords. Okay, so our first email Mal to respond to. Okay, this is an email from Beck and it says, Hi Gabby, it's 1am and I'm awake with my anxiety. So I'm emailing you because I honestly don't know who else to ask. I am so very aware of the possibility of Obergefell versus Hodges being overturned. I live in Georgia, so same-sex marriage would not be legal here. My girlfriend and I have already bought rings for each other, but haven't gotten officially engaged and wanted to get married sometime next year. Now, with Roe being overturned, we are considering eloping and having a small wedding reception later. My question is, if we are married before the hypothetical fall of Obergefell, will our marriage still be legal and recognized afterwards? I love her and want to marry her either way, but will we even be married if that happens? Thanks for any help you can give. I've done a lot of Googling, but can't seem to come up with a real answer. Much love, Beck. Oh, Beck... Your anxiety is deeply felt.
4: I don't know the answer to that, do you?
3: I there isn't really one. Um, yeah. because it's unprecedented, we don't know. Uh, mm. you know. Um Like it obvious- is the same
4: thing where it would trigger certain states that would it would be immediately illegal, but I don't know if that repeals marriages that are already in effect.
3: That's one of the big things, and that's what's so anxiety inducing, is we don't yeah. know. Um there's no precedent for it. We don't really know what would happen. Um we have no we have no idea. It could only it could only uh, affect marriages that are upcoming. I don't think that they will... I mean, look, I'm saying this now, but who knows. I don't think that they will repeal the marriages that have already happened. Um, but they we also, you know, didn't think a lot of things were going to happen.
4: Yeah.
3: Uh, I do think Sick. it probably is worth you guys eloping. That's just my personal opinion. Get it
4: done
3: um, soon. But, yeah, I think... Um, I think if you have that anxiety, eloping might be a good way to ab- swage that. But yeah, we just okay. don't know. I mean, you're, you're right, Beck. Like you can Google around um, and prepare. And like, it's basically up to us to like prepare for the worst.
4: Should we elope?
3: Yeah, if you want.
4: You have to, I have to talk to my mom because she made me promise not to elope.
3: She did make you promise. But look, I, I extenuating circumstances. Like,
4: yeah, if it's like to get the legal prote- protections and we can have like the real wedding later, then maybe that's okay.
3: That's what um that's what Beck is talking about. That's
4: what I'm saying, like maybe we could maybe we could do that.
3: Okay. Wow. This is really romantic.
4: Sorry. I feel <laughs> so defeated. Like what, like, yeah, of course they're gonna I will yeah, they'll repeal everything and yeah, you know, we're all gonna die. And it's like what why do we even try for? You know what I mean?
3: Oh my god, Mal Jesus Okay, I, hey, well I, I didn't mean I'm to just... I didn't mean to spark that, and I don't think Beck meant to spark that, but <laughs> No,
4: no, no, this preceded Beck. This is just the way things are right now in old Mal's head.
3: You know? Um I think either Beck will feel seen and validated by your pessimism, uh, and hopefully emboldened by my uh, just telling, telling them to taking. get married, go get married, take action.
4: Get married while knowing deeply in your mind that life is meaningless and we don't have anything that we think we have.
3: Okay, <laughs> why did I have you, why are you my co-host now? <laughs>
4: But I here's don't know. the thing. Is you that picked the somebody pe- who has a mood disorder to be on your show. You. With you.
3: The people love you. The thing is, is that the, the fans adore you. <laughs> wow.
4: Well,
0: and you that's know,
3: confusing.
0: I hope so. No, they still I love you too, this. also. I, I hope love they you still too. do.
4: But, you know, they I do. love the fans. I hate myself.
3: <laughs> that's the tagline to this show, honestly. Okay, this is from Brittany Hi, Gabby. Thanks so much for what you do. One thing that is unmanageable for me financially is staying organized. I also have ADHD. Hi, Mal. Hi. People talk about budgeting constantly, which I understand as a concept, and have exhausted myself for years now making what I think are realistic lists, categories, etc., etc., and it all works on paper, but I can't get it to fucking work in real time. Designating certain items to one credit card, but I can't apply for a million credit cards for all the budgeting categories I'd like because applying for too many would hurt my credit score differently labeled bank accounts small amounts of money coming in all over the place because I'm a self-employed musician and work several minimum wage jobs to support that I just can't manage a system and I'm feeling so defeated I've tried apps so many different things but it never works and since I can't see the numbers in real time mid month I inevitably end up saying fuck it and food spending gets out of control because I feel overwhelmed so many apps linked to bank accounts don't allow you to change the budgeting categories and I know how I want to see them not how the app puts them I just feel like if I could see clear goals and amounts I could practice better self-control in certain arenas and make smarter decisions like don't order that there are only three days left in the month and you could reach your goal. I truly feel like the envelope system would be best, but that is less and less of an option as everything is touchless, blah, blah, blah. Mm. I feel like I'm swimming in an ocean and not in a good way. Does anyone have any nitty gritty advice on the explicit details of budgeting beyond categorizing spending? Like literally how using what cards for what, how many bank accounts open for what, and how do you link that to your Venmo and what? Long rambling email. Thanks, Brittany.
4: I feel this email deep in my soul. (laughs) I knew you would. I feel it. Um, But the problem is I have no advice because I'm not doing well. (laughs) Like when they say they feel like they're swimming in an ocean, it's like, and not in a good way. That's a nice way of saying drowning, I think. because (laughs) You you know what I mean? It's like swimming in an ocean and you're like, I'm very overwhelmed and I'm sinking. Um, And like... (sighs) I don't know what the answer is because every system that I come up with, it's like in a, and this is not just for budgeting, but literally everything in my life. It's like in a week, your ADHD brain learns how to game it and then it doesn't work anymore. And like, I tried to do this thing. I literally, the other day I tried to open up separate bank accounts because I was trying to get organized and like, whatever, and I got it, I got a physical letter in the mail from one of the bank accounts being like, you have not put any money in this checking account and we are going to close it if you don't use it. Like, like I don't know what to tell you, Brittany, this world isn't made for us. Like, <laughs> and, and, and like, yeah, it's just, I, I want you to reach your goals, but like, I'm not gonna lie to you, like, what happens if we don't, you know?
3: Okay, here's the thing. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. I, you know, what's funny is that people talk about different money shows, right? And there's shows where they're like, just be empowered and like, here's your thing and like, you know, like, here's what you got to do and all this stuff, right? And I think one of the nice and best things about Bad with Money is that we are you. Like, we feel you, we validate you, we like deeply relate. There are things about both Mal and I that are so um unfinished and like and and we are just like one less microphone away from being the people who write into this show so i hope that that is comforting to the people that listen to the show you know what i mean like we have experts on obviously we talk about a bunch of different things and we have advice but largely with these mailbags like A lot of it is us just going, we completely feel you and you are not deficient or dumb or broken. Like what Mal said, the world is not built for most people and especially people who are neurodivergent. The world is not built for you. It's not built for (laughs) neurodivergent people. It's really not. Um, And so I think, I think that, I mean, we did have a really great episode with a budget she calls herself the Budget Nista, Tiffany Aliche. That episode was really really good. We also did an episode a long time ago called What If You're Fucked. And right. it was just about people who had different situations that other people would describe them as fucked. So it's like a friend of my father's who lost a leg in a motorcycle accident. Uh, a friend of my a friend of mine's mother who was identity thefted. Like Different people uh, on the episode talked about what it was like feeling like you were just fucked. So I don't know if that episode would be of any help to you, Brittany, or at least make you feel like you're not alone. But the budgeting episode and I would recommend that episode, too, because people just it's a lot of people sharing how they feel about being like, quote unquote, fucked, according to society.
0: We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a new candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster— 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. One of the things I love about Indeed is that it makes hiring all in one place so easy. It would be so much easier if I was looking for someone to help me with sweetening audio or, let's say, someone to run my merch shop or all the little things that go into running a podcast. Usually, something like that would be so slow and overwhelming, And honestly, I wish I had used Indeed, and I will use Indeed in the future. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash badwithmoney. Just go to Indeed.com slash badwithmoney right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash badwithmoney terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Shout out to Clarendon for supporting this episode and providing us with samples. You guys know that I have had allergies for forever. I've had seasonal allergies since I was a kid. It causes pressure in my face, under my eyes. They're my ultimate handbrake. When my nose is plugged up, I feel like I can't do anything. I can't enjoy food because I can't taste it. I can't work out because I feel tired and distracted. I can't even host this show because my voice sounds like a duck. And listen... I am already dealing with vocal strain from testosterone and my voice dropping. I don't need any more problems with allergies. Luckily, for those of us who live with symptoms of allergies, we can live Claritin Clear with Claritin D. Designed for serious allergy sufferers, Claritin D has two powerful ingredients in just one pill that relieve your allergy symptoms and decongest your nose so you can breathe better. I've been taking Claritin D for allergies, like probably for the last 10 years or something. And it's been an absolute life changer. I can go outside without my eyes watering like a fountain. I can speak without feeling like a frog has jumped in my throat. I get really embarrassed when I'm sneezing all the time. I have like an itchy nose or throat. Like, like just the, the itchiness in the back of your sinuses is like so distracting and so annoying. And I get like pressure in my ears too. It's really painful. Ready to live life as if you don't have allergies. It's time to live Claritin clear. Fast and Powerful Relief is just a quick trip away. Find Claritin D at the pharmacy counter. Ask for Claritin D at your local pharmacy counter. You don't even need a prescription. Go to Claritin.com right now for discounts so you can live Claritin clear. Managing my finances is incredibly stressful and time-consuming. I'm sure you guys know. You've been with me on this journey. You know how many finance apps I've tried. You know how much they haven't worked for me. And I'm always on the hunt for a finance app that fits my life. And then I tried Monarch. It is so easy to use with powerful features, collaboration tools, intuitive design, personalization, constant product improvements. I really value an app that allows me to do all of this without confusion. And especially important to me is intuitive design and the ability to personalize. Because clearly finance is not one size fits all. Did you know that money issues are a leading cause of divorce? Monarch, the top-rated personal finance app, also has built-in collaboration features so you can invite your partner at no extra cost. Together, you can see all your finances, collaborate on your budget, and get insights on your cash flow and recurring transactions. It's the easiest way to manage your household finances. Are you saving for a down payment, a wedding, a dream vacation? Monarch makes it so easy to help you reach your financial goals. That's why the Wall Street Journal named it the best app for growing your savings. Have you been frustrated with personal finance apps that are cluttered with ads, difficult to use, rarely updated? So was Monarch. They built a new kind of personal finance app that's intuitive and powerful and ad-free and constantly improving based on customer feedback. Experience a personal finance app that prioritizes the user experience above all else. Monarch is the top-rated, all-in-one personal finance app. It gives you a comprehensive view of all your accounts, investments, transactions, and more. Create custom budgets, track progress toward financial goals, and collaborate with your partner. And now get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com slash badmoney. Unlike other personal finance apps, Monarch's simple, intuitive design makes it so easy to set up, customize, and use. Monarch is the most customizable budgeting app. Change the layout of your dashboard, toggle between light and dark mode, create custom budgets and notifications, set up automatic rules for transactions and notifications, and more. Plus, there's ad-free privacy you can trust. We will never sell your data to third parties or show you ads. After trying out Monarch for myself, I understand why it's the top-rated personal finance app. And right now, listeners of this show will get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com slash badmoney. That's monarchmone ycom com slash badmoney for your extended 30-day free trial.
4: Yeah, there, there are tools you can use. Also... I'm not good at this but like the there's a there's like a in the Eisenhower matrix when you're like coming up with like things to do and like your to-do list or whatever there's one box that's like delegate like who can you delegate or like ask for support from and like I think you should do that if you're able to um I would probably do that if I myself uh, wasn't <laughs> broken inside.
3: No, you you need to learn how to ask for help. And I yeah. think asking for help is hard, but I think it's something that people don't consider. Yeah, There are people who wanna help you and-
4: You know what else you could do because ADHD, you, you know what, here's what you should do, trick your brain. Enough, enough with these systems, like, like, like hack it, like hack it and trick it because, okay, here's like play to your strengths as an ADHD person, right? Because like, we don't really have object permanence sometimes. So maybe get some money and put in a bank account, that like you forget exists, (laughs) you know, like, like, you put it in there and then like that A high doesn't yield exist. savings
3: account. A high yield savings account. Get one. It don't
4: exist. And then everything else is like, okay, if you don't meet your budgeting goals, if you go over in your food spending, you know, as long as like you're not like overdrafting and, mm-hmm. and like, you know, getting yourself into like deep debt, then like screw it. Have the coffee, get the avocado, whatever.
3: That's again, another great tagline for this show. Okay. <laughs> So this is a follow up from Betty. Hi, Gabby. Thank you. And thanks to the other listeners for the feedback on my email. I reached out to my former employer because I left the job on great terms and it was way less scary to reach out to him instead of the credit bureaus. He looked into it right away and realized he didn't close the account. He only froze it. So he's closed it and it should be off my report soon. Thanks also for affirming my instinct to ignore the student loan thing. It'll be fine or it won't. I can't go back to carrying that worry every day anymore. And thanks to all the folks who put together your theme song. The line, you're a freak with a big dirty secret, spoke to me pretty strongly. Being seen for something negative by someone positive and not being judged for being a financial mess. Thanks for all you do and happy belated to Mal, Betty. Oh, thank you, Betty. Um, Okay, so now we're going to hear a voicemail about pet insurance. Your favorite topic. My favorite topic.
5: Hi, Gabby. My name is Colleen from Columbus, Ohio. I just listened to your episode on pet insurance as we were driving to pick up our new family member, a new cat named Lupin the third. And one of the big expenses I was thinking about that I'm glad we budgeted for, but I don't think a lot of other people do. is actually death care and end of life plans. Uh We've lost two cats in the last year, one expected, one not. And for both of them, we did choose euthanasia and we did know how much to expect because I asked years ago how much money it was. And it's hard to look at your healthy pet and say, hey, when my pet dies, how much is it going to cost me? But having that budgeted, while very sad at the time, helped so much because at least that strain was gone. Uh, your show's amazing. I love every single moment of it. Thank you so much for being the amazing queer trans voice we need in the financial world cheers bye
3: thank you so much colleen uh yes colleen was saying that uh she asked early on how much the different options for end-of-life care for her cats would be before she was actually in the moment needing to decide and she recommends that um so she had asked years before she knows it's really uncomfortable and weird to do but she had asked years before um Even though it was hard to look at her beautiful, healthy pet and think about that, she went in armed with the knowledge. So, that is great advice, Colleen. Thank you. That's really Um, smart. Very smart. Uh, Okay, when we return, I'm going to talk about selling plasma and landlords, and then we're going to welcome our new patrons. So here's an email from Hannah about selling plasma. Hi, Gabby and Mal. Love, love, love Bad With Money and JBU and the addition of Mal as a semi-host. I'm writing to respond to your call for listener stories regarding selling plasma. I sold plasma all through college and it was awesome. My city wasn't a huge metropolis, so I never had to wait longer than 15 minutes to get started. I brought homework to do while I was donating and was usually in and out in under an hour and a half. Because I was a student, I was able to donate two times a week. That's the legal limit. And the extra $400 a month made a huge difference for me. I stopped donating because during one of the donations, there was an issue with the feedback. When the blood gets put back into your body after the plasma spun out of it and it was horrifying a bit graphic you don't have to read this part on the air I got a hematoma which is when the blood doesn't go back into the vein correctly oh no I'm not gonna say more about it but she says it was really really scary the staff insisted it's no big deal and it happens all the time and you can keep donating after a short hiatus I'm sure they're right but it was so traumatizing again I did not read her whole story But yes, it sounds traumatizing. It scared me off selling plasma. For me personally, the anxiety of having an even more adverse side effect, which are rare but possible, was not worth the extra money. Thanks so much for your hard work, Hannah. Yes, I want to say... Uh, If you have more stories about selling plasma, medical testing, selling your body to science, anything like that, write them in at GabbyIsBadWithMoney at gmail.com. We're going to do a whole episode about it. So once you guys start writing and calling in with those or leaving voice memos, I will be collecting them. And so if you don't hear them in an upcoming uh, mailbag, it's because I'm collecting them for this bigger episode.
4: I got a question about selling your body to science. Go on. Can I sell my whole body to science? I'm done with it.
3: Like I understand that you're going through a depressive episode at, while we rec- are recording these mailbags, and that I am forcing you to work during this mailbag, during you're this depressive me. episode because you have committed to being my co-host. But no, also, enjoying yeah. you're enjoying it. You told I told yeah. you we could cancel, and you said no.
4: No, let it ride, baby. This is this is life. This is this is. Um, <laughs>
3: you said is doing life, these mailbags close and You said doing these mailbags would boost your mood.
4: It is. Isn't is me boosted.
3: Okay, great. <laughs>
4: I'm um, just I'm asking a simple question. Can I donate my body to science? I'm not using it anymore.
3: <laughs> you have a song lyric that says that.
4: I know what I have.
3: Okay. Before this was a, a late breaking news actually. So, before we get into all the landlord stuff, this was a a breaking news DM that I got late in the game. So, I didn't prep for it, but here it is. Chelsea sent in this breaking news. Advice? mark. Someone at work accidentally let it slip that there's going to be layoffs because of the budget deficit, and my position is on the chopping block. I officially find out on Thursday. What are the right questions to ask? I work in the public sector, so hiring tends to be a much slower process, but my benefits exceed anything in the private sector. Do I take anything? Do I wait for something in the public sector? I'm putting out resumes like crazy because I have no idea how much time I have after I receive the news. I was hired for this position a year ago. They knew the budget situation, but it was a major pay raise from my previous position and I'm starting to regret giving up the stable job I had previously. I don't necessarily want to backslide, but more so, I don't want to be without insurance. I just had surgery last month with more to possibly follow. Advice, question mark.
4: 1 it's such bs that health insurance is tied to our jobs i just want to go on the record and say that that is utter bs and i hate it and and it's not okay 2 i don't exactly understand the situation can you explain it to me in like kimbo terms
3: sure so what <laughs> happened was chelsea found out through rumors and conjecture that mm. the company is going to start doing layoffs okay. she found this out i'm assume, i'm using she her if that's incorrect, I'm sorry. She found this out before she was officially supposed to know.
4: So she heard it through the grapevine.
3: Yes. So she will find out officially on Thursday. We're talking now on Wednesday. Somebody was like, hey. He- heads up. You're
4: you're about to get fired.
3: Basically, yeah. Mark your so, cow. Mark your G-Cow. So she doesn't know how long after they're letting her know that she's going to get fired, how long she has at the job she doesn't know uh she's also like annoyed because she was hired only a year ago and they knew their budget so why did they do this to her so she's putting out resumes and she doesn't know what to do she doesn't know if she should go back into the public sector or the private sector i assume she works in something like governmental this, or law yeah or this is like where
4: that. i'm yeah this is where i'm confused
3: basically if you know you're about to get fired what do you do Ooh.
4: What do you do? I think you can't out fire resumes. me. I quit. Just kidding. Don't no, do no. No, no, no. Then you- <laughs> get fired
3: because then you honestly get fired I know, you so need you the can benefits. get unemployment. Yeah. Yeah. Apply for unemployment immediately. Immediately. They should give you a couple weeks, right? I mean, I don't know. I've been the ways I've been Depends. fired, they've been like, get out now. So, really? Yeah.
4: Here's what you say You can't fire me. I own 51% of this company. <laughs>
3: No. Okay, Chelsea, what you should do is you should absolutely be putting out resumes. You should be talking to friends. Tell everyone you know what happened so they can help you find leads on jobs. Don't feel ashamed or embarrassed about getting fired because taking it on by yourself will only keep you isolated and keep you from finding a job that's right for you. Um, Open a health savings account because you don't know what your insurance is going to be and you can put money into a health savings account and use that money for any medical stuff and it will not be taxed.
4: I think that if you lose your job and you lose your job insurance, you can you can apply for affordable care insurance, not during the open enrollment. I think that is a change of life status where you can yes, apply. Yes, change of you life. Can, you can apply for the health insurance, the state health insurance.
3: Let us know what happened. Write in again and let us know what happened. That's truly wild. I'm sorry you had to hey, find out that way.
4: Every time God closes a door, he opens a window. Yeah.
3: Yeah. Okay. Where
4: your cat can't escape and never come back.
3: If you guys are interested in what Mal's talking about, go to the mailbag the week before and you'll hear (laughs) about it. Okay.
0: Hey guys, Gabe Dunn here. I just wanted to let you guys know that I have a Patreon at patreon.com slash Gabe S. Dunn. And on that Patreon, I'm going to start doing live hangs with everyone who is a patron. So if you want to join the Patreon, you can get all these episodes ad free videos of our mailbag episodes, extra writing from me, blogs, fiction, other stuff, things that I'm thinking about with regards to money and personal stories. And also now live hangs with me on Zoom once a month. So join the Patreon. And if you're not a member of the Discord, hop on over to the Discord. That's free. The link will be in the description. It's so fun. So many of you guys talk over there. It's like truly popping off. Um, And if you're on the Discord, I would love to see you in the live hang so I get to put a face to a name. So, yeah, please join patreon.com slash Gabe S. Dunn and come hang out with me. Quick math. The less your business spends on operations, on multiple systems, on delivering your product or service, the more margin you have and the more money you keep. But with higher expenses on materials, employees, distribution and borrowing, everything costs more. So to reduce costs and headaches, smart businesses are graduating to NetSuite by Oracle. Over 37,000 companies have already made the move, so do the math and see how you'll profit with NetSuite. Everything is more expensive these days when you're running a business, and you would be wise to find proven ways to cut costs and boost performance at the same time. The fact that you are able to reduce your IT costs because NetSuite lives in the cloud is incredible, and the ability to access your cloud financial system from anywhere saves you so much time and stress. By popular demand, NetSuite has extended its one-of-a-kind flexible financing program for a few more weeks. Head to netsuite.com slash badwithmoney, netsuite.com slash badwithmoney, netsuite.com slash badwithmoney. I love to track progress. As you guys know from listening to this show, I'm constantly tracking my progress. What have we done so far in 2024? And spring is in full bloom. Are your finances blooming too? The Chime Credit Builder Visa credit card is issued by the Corp Bank N.A. or Stride Bank N.A., members FDIC. Spot Me eligibility requirements and overdraft limits apply. Out-of-network ATM withdrawal and OTC advance fees may apply. Terms and conditions apply. Go to Chime.com slash disclosures for details.
3: This is an email from Alexa. Hey, Gab, just popping in to say my stepdad is a landlord and bet he would totally talk to you forever about being in his position. He's really old school, like he doesn't have a cell phone, but has a house phone connected to the wall and even keeps his laptop plugged in to use it. He calls himself retired, but still has like two properties under his name. I don't know if our location helps, but we're off the Gulf Coast of Mississippi. He is hella, hella liberal, so I know y'all would get along. But for warning, he talks a lot. (laughs) Alexa, I want to say, is also the person who wrote in um, talking about how she's uh, she gets paid in cash and she's not going to pay taxes and you can't convince her to. And I was like, I can't legally say anything about this, but I do appreciate her energy. Um, So that is the same person, if you remember that email. Uh, Okay, this is an email from Katie. Hi, Gabby. Throwing in yet another vote for an episode or miniseries about ethical landlording. What I hope can be considered is the accessibility of homeowning and maintenance. I'm a physically disabled person and feminine presenting, so what I'm always concerned about is how to get good prices for maintenance. I currently rent in the Portland, Oregon metro area with three roommates, but most of the administrative stuff for maintaining the household is left to me because the other three occupants of my house work 12 hour overnight shifts in silicon manufacturing and I'm the only one awake when most offices and such are open. Because Because of that, having someone else able to take care of the problems, the rental agency we rent through, is a huge stress off my back. We did recently go from an independent landlord, one person, she owned the duplex we rented half of, and the biggest problem we had with her was having to convince her things like the broken fridge and dishwasher needed to be replaced. Mm. Remember how I said I was disabled? Functioning dishwasher is a requirement for me. Mm. Now we have a rental management company, they get a share of the rent, but the house is owned by an individual that does their own in-house maintenance crew. This has been a significant improvement for us, and I think a co-op version would have saved us a lot of trouble at our previous place and not led to the poor plumber taking three hours to install a new dishwasher at a discount because he believed the old landlord without looking and had to fight our warped cabinets. The kitchen was literally sinking." Because I'm not someone who can do the small repairs in my house, the ability to just call a maintenance crew is extremely helpful. I feel like that needs to be taken into account for accessibility reasons. Who else could seriously benefit from that but also wants the equity of actually owning a home? I know a corporate rental management agency is not always the way to go. Portland has some fucked up tenancy laws, and some of those agencies are crap. But I want options to keep the benefits for those of us who need it. Thank you for the show, Katie. Interesting perspective.
4: Yeah, for sure. Um, you're doing a landlord show?
3: I want to. Yeah, I'm thinking about it.
4: <clears throat> I've had two landlords I like.
3: Why'd you like them? I'll talk about it on the landlord show.
4: But that doesn't mean I'm pro-landlord. I hear I'm you. anti-landlord. But I'm well, pro. Polly and Matt are pretty cool.
3: Polly and Matt were cool. Oh yeah, our current landlord is cool. Shout out to talk Matt. About. Talk about it on the landlord show. Okay, this is an email from Liz. Hi Gabby, I wanted to throw my opinion into the landlord debate. I have had the worst landlord. He never did repairs and then sold the duplex for an opportunity in crypto when I asked him to look into chipping <laughs> paint that tested positive for lead with a take-home test. Wow, what
4: a, what a sentence. Oh, my God. Sorry. I, I distorted because I was not expecting any of that.
3: I love it. I wow, wow, it wow. Crypto. Oh, wow. Okay. And a pretty good one. Easy to work with when we talk to him, actually improving the place we live, willing to work with us on rent and other issues. And he waived pet rent because our side of the duplex was in great condition when he toured it to buy it in the past two years alone. So she has had these both of these landlords in the past two years. Side note, if the real estate agent you are using to buy represents the seller, get a new agent. Oh, my God. This happened to us. Everyone told us it was a bad idea. Watching this sale go through with the same real estate agent representing the bad landlord and our future landlord, she was just trying to sell the house for as much as possible without pointing out any issues we had reported to the landlord or her when she wanted to look around. When our future landlord did his inspection with his contractor, we pointed out everything that the old landlord had refused to repair or repaired badly and the chipping lead paint in the windows. I hope he got a discount. What I'm not hearing in your conversation about landlords being good or bad is that not everyone is ready to buy. I've been renting for 12 years now and I'm still not ready to buy a home. I'm not sure if this is where I want to settle for years or if I wanna cover repairs, which I couldn't afford for many years. Financially, I don't think owning a house for less than five years makes sense when you will lose money on the fees. We do need affordable and safe rentals, so we need landlords. But I think most landlords wanting to only deal with luxury rentals for the money is the problem. 19-year-old me with a nightmare roommate was so grateful I only had a lease for a year. Love yeah. the show and the addition of Mal, Liz.
4: Oh, my God. Thank you. Um, I think that – okay. It's interesting because I think we can talk about this on The Landlord Show if you like. But I think people are, are thinking – of it in terms of like we need landlords because we need rentals and i think that people who are like landlords are bad are thinking of a world where like there is just housing that you like can live in
3: right (laughs) like i think like
4: the people who are anti-landlord are not like well somebody needs to take our rents i think they're like there's that like housing should just be like a right right?
3: Yes. Yes. This is something that we bump up against on this show a lot is the people that are working within the system and are trying right. to do their best by the system. Mm-hmm. And then also guests and listeners who are like, blow the system up. And right. I think there's room for both. But yeah. I do want to say that I tend to lean towards the people who are blowing shit up. But mm. okay, uh, then I'll be the
4: heel. Yeah, you, be the- you, you lean towards more radical and then I'll be the heel of the show. If you want, if you want. I'll be the straight man.
3: (laughs) Wow. Okay. Here is our last email and then I'm going to welcome our patrons and then I'll let you go into your weekend. Hi, Gabby and Mal. Wow. You guys really adjusted to addressing Mal so fast. Um, Thank you so
4: much. And, And we love you.
3: I had two things that I wanted to add to the previous episode that may be curious or informative to hear about. First thing was on the landlord and property owning question. One small mention another listener threw out was a perspective that maybe some Americans have on the renting abilities of Europeans. On one hand, there is a real housing crisis in the UK, especially after Brexit, where people are being pushed out of their counties because of housing prices and monthly bills, with things being especially hard for students, so things really aren't very rosy. On the other hand, the perspective on renting as a livable option in Europe feels like another stereotype that ignores Eastern and even Central Europe as different from Western Europe. Due to urbanization, there is a national effort from many countries where the government buys abandoned houses in very rural villages and sells it back for sometimes actually two-digit figures for the promise of reconstruction for a certain period of time. That property usually comes with a garden space as well. On top of that, rent is usually a thing only in the top five cities in an Eastern, or especially Balkan country, with a decent house on the beach being below 50,000 euros and a one-bedroom apartment in the capital being mostly around 150,000 euros. This is mostly to underline how Europe is not only the UK and France. The situation is vastly different wherever you look on the continent. The second thing was about the medical experimentation. If people are interested, one of the places I've seen class and medical testing be connected is in the book $2 a Day Living on Almost Nothing in America. Where you one of the that pe- person. That's one of my favorite books, and she was a guest on our show. So yeah, if you want to hear more, Catherine Eden was a guest on, on Bad With Money a while ago. That is one of my absolute favorite books. Uh, please go get that book. Anyway, so Marty says where one of the people interviewed had their only income be from plasma donations and how difficult and exploitative that can be. The other place is in the episode Human Guinea Pigs from the podcast On Drugs, where medical trials and testing are examined from a lack of judgment for habitual drug users and economically poor people. I'd recommend both of them to both understand how the literal exploration of human bodies is sometimes needed for survival under capitalism and to maybe unlearn some stigma associated with that. Side note, a very good podcast that focuses heavily on drugs and the lower class and the stigma around the topic of drug use is Crackdown. Anyway, that's just some thoughts I had. Very happy about the more regular inclusion of Mal in the pod. They are a genuine delight and the dynamic between U.S. hosts is incredibly enjoyable. Best wishes, Marty, all pronouns. $2 a day is an incredible book. Also, if you want to learn more about harm reduction, we did a JBU episode with Monique Tula. So if, if you are interested, go check that out to learn more about that. But yes, these are all great examples. Human guinea pigs from On Drugs. Also, the podcast Crackdown. And uh $2 a day is an incredible book. And you can also hear our interview with Catherine Eden on Bad With Money. Also, the people love you, Mal. That's
4: nice. I hope they do after this. <laughs>
3: So now I want to welcome our two patrons, Lisa and Veronica. Thank you so much for your patronage. You can become a patron at patreon.com slash Gabby Dunn. If you don't know, I have an AMP show on an app called AMP every Wednesday. You can go check out my Instagram, but on AMP, my username is at Dunn. So go follow me so you don't miss a show. You should also listen to Just Between Us, which is my other podcast. And if you want to get my books, they're called Bad With Money. And the newest one is called Stimulus Rec. It's on Scribd. Try.scribd.com slash done60 to get it for free. We're doing two write-in episodes, childcare and pregnancy costs, IVF, abortion, and surrogacy. Please send in voice memos and voicemails on that topic. You can also write in for our newest episode that uh, got mentioned here a little bit, which is medical testing, selling your body to science, selling plasma, things like that. Um, if you have stories about that, please also write in. We're going to do a whole episode about that topic as well. I would love to hear from you. Be sure to send me an email at gabbyisbadwithmoney at gmail.com or leave me a voicemail at 844 474 4040. You can also email me a voice memo if you prefer. Join our online communities too. We're on Instagram, Discord, TikTok, Patreon, and Facebook. Links to all of these will be listed in the episode description. The Discord, as always, is popping off. And don't forget to listen to the show the day it drops so we can get on the charts and spread the word. Also, leave me a five-star Apple review. We haven't had one in a while, and we really need them to keep the show going. Um, and also, uh, the TikTok is also popping off. If you want to go to my TikTok, at Dabby um, there's a lot of stuff there. Also on Instagram, at BWM Pod. Okay, Mal, do you have anything you want to say? <laughs>
4: yes, I'm at Mal Blum on everything. It's M-A-L-B-L-U-M. Um, this week, I'm showcasing... Nothing in particular, because it's your world. We're just living in it, man.
3: Get Mal's album, Ain't It Nice. An amazing (laughs) album. Okay, love you. Bye. Done.
5: You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator.